It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey guys, welcome to the 100th episode of The Table, which is crazy. It's crazy. My name is Jason Squires, and uh, I still can't believe why I'm, this is episode 100. And uh, today we have a special guest, very special guest. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, Brenton Brown. How's it going, man? It's good, man. Thank you for having me on this auspicious uh, occasion. I, you are welcome. I was like, who do I want to talk to? I want to talk to Brenton. I'm going to talk to Brenton and get... Get the get the behind the scenes version of Brenton Brown and everything that's going on. Just chaos and carnage. That's that's the behind the scenes. It's like a yeah, it's like a home makeover. That sounds that's like the like. Ti- that could be the title of your like autobiography your biography. Brenton Brown, Chaos and Carnage. Hundred percent. I'd read yeah. it. I'd read it. Honest. Honest, yeah. Honest. Hey, hey man, tell us about you. Tell us like the like you from picking up guitar to where you are now, like tell us about your story and kind of where you're coming from. Well, I never grew up dreaming I was going to be a worship leader. I don't think that was a, that wasn't one of the career options. The phrase didn't exist. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I started out thinking I was going to be a doctor. That My hope was I was going to grow up to be a doctor. Um, and then I, my dad made me take piano lessons. Um, I guess because nobody gave him piano lessons. So he was, my mom and dad were like, you should learn this. And then uh, in high school, I was like, I can't play the piano. I don't have the brain skill. I don't have what it takes to play the piano. So I said, I'm giving up. And the teacher had a fit and said, no, you're not. There's a long line of people waiting to get lessons. You're going to have to take up another instrument. If it's not going to be piano, it's going to be recorder or guitar. So it could have been recorder. And uh, I mean, that would have been a very different scenario. I, I, I'm not sure I would have been leading worship with the recorder. Um, <laughs> you, you have to be a very good worship leader to lead worship with the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle enough as a as a guitarist. So anyway, um, I think I tried the recorder for a couple of days, and then my dad had always had a few guitars lying around the house, and I picked one up, and it just felt. I, I think I, he. he Taught me the first few bars of Guitar Boogie, which was um, his jam. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of felt natural. And then I and then I saw I started taking guitar lessons, and I couldn't stop playing guitar. Eventually, I was like, you know, skipping class and playing guitar in the basement. I was I was into it. it got guitar got a hold of me. Oh, you were you were that guy. It was kind of to go everywhere you went. I you had the guitar with you. All the time. The big argument. The big argument every year was how are we going to put the guitar in the trunk when we go on vacation. That was that was the big. It was always a big thing. Like I'm like, Dad, I'm not leaving without the guitar. So it's either yeah, me, or, it's me or the guitar. You got to choose. You got you got to choose. All right, geez, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't give them that option. Otherwise, they would definitely have chosen the guitar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot easier to handle than me. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, I fell, yeah, I fell in love with it, but I still hadn't, 
met God. I hadn't. I, I had plenty of opportunity to. My parents went to church. My family went to church, but I hadn't really. And I like acknowledged him, but I hadn't decided to follow Jesus. And that that only happened uh, in my first year of college. So, um, yeah, I mean, I you if you want the story, I'll give you the chaos and the carnage. Well, no, I so you so you met you met Jesus your first year of college. I mean officially met officially met jesus that first year of college and yeah. then was it like was it like i have a guitar and i'm gonna go do this like kind of direction of like i could play music in the church kind of how did you get how did you get from into that space well i was playing in a metal band at the time <laughs> yes. called, called chaos Ob- and carnage i was actually no, the- <laughs> man that would have been a better name though it was called obsidian which is <laughs> like a that's a rock yeah. yes yeah yeah, you see the connection. We're super yeah. poetic <laughs> metal rockers. So hard, um, hard rock, that's right. Hard rock, heavy into poetry. Uh, so yeah, then I so I walked into this room full of kids worshiping, and I was just astounded by the presence of God and the like. Just the abandonment. These kids were just like, "Yeah, we're going for it, God. You have us." And I was like, "I didn't know this was one of the options." Um, so I just said. In my heart, you know, God, if you'll have me, I'll 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 be on the team. Like you can, I'll be the water boy. I don't mind. Um, and then I started coming along with my sister to uh, band practice, worship team practices. Um, but they, I had a I had a, <laughs> I had a big old mullet, and I played like a Ivanez guitar, and I and they were quite different to me that so that <laughs> the worship team were basically like classical like classical musicians at university and i was like a thug um were you doing the hair so flip they, i do the hair uh, flip so in the middle there mm. wasn't a yeah i don't think i was as sophisticated as that i just i showed up with my martial amp and they just let me watch for the first few weeks um and then eventually they let me play along during practice and finally, they caved and let me come and play. So I played guitar on the worship team, and there was no drums. It was like uh, the closest thing to a rhythm unit was what it was one bass player, but it was like mostly woodwinds and piano, and then me and my marshal. So <laughs> they were very kind and gracious people, man. But God was there in the room. So I just uh, I wanted to be close to it. I wasn't leading worship, and then maybe in the second year, I started going to a small group, and they were like, "Are oh, you?" you play guitar, can you lead worship? And I, you know, I was like, absolutely not. Um, that's not what I do. I just play guitar. And they were like, well, we don't have a worship leader. So w- would you mind doing it? And they just gave me a folder of, of worship songs. Yeah. And I would literally just open the folder, uh, start at the first page and try to play through the song. If I had a vague idea of how it went and then, um, <laughs> and then I'd finish it. And then I just had this, like, I have this image burned in my brain of my small group leader just looking at me going, one more, one more time, one more time. He must have said one more time about a thousand times. Um, But they were a group of mature Christians, so they would worship regardless of the music, um, which was good for them and good for me. And, uh, yeah, eventually they, they asked if I'd do it at church. Now, is and that are you, doing, are you doing this on that Ibanez, playing a little, little harder, or no, did you switch over no, to acoustic I'm, at this point? I'm playing. I'm playing my dad's guitar boogie, um, which is uh, which was <laughs> which was the like acoustic nylon string guitar that could not be strummed. Yeah, 
the, the <laughs> real talk. The chaos and the carnage. No case, just show up. Hopefully, mostly in tune. Obviously, you know, no tech. I had to do it by ear. I, man, if I had to go back and listen to that, I think it would be a scary experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> it should be tough. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it was. And then they asked me to lead. And we, there was like a, a Bible class that they were teaching, a Bible school. And there was like 400 students there. And they asked if I'd come and lead worship. And I remember at, at our church. And I remember the first time I did it. It went so bad I, I, as I was driving home and I remember saying to God, I don't have to be doing worship. I could serve you in other ways. There's always, I could be an usher. I could help people find a seat. Like there's a, there's a, there's a multitude of options for me to, to serve in the church. I don't have to be doing music. Um, and that's how I went to sleep that night. But for whatever reason, they asked me back. And, uh, and so that's why I'm here. That's why we're talking. That everything else is history. Oh man, man, yeah. that, driving away just going. Guess is I didn't mean to do anything else but this. Is yeah, I'm so bad at this. I was like, wow, it looks it looks easy when you're in the congregation, but actually to do this it is quite difficult. And I was like, man, I I suck so bad at this. It was terrible. Yeah, like, you know when the pastor stands up early and goes, why don't we pray? And, I, and you're like. I thought that's what we were just doing. And it was just, he was just saving all of us socially. He was giving us a, a shot. That was yeah. enough. That was enough of that for one yeah. day. Let's try that again. Thank you so much for sharing what you have. Now we're going to try some of this. Yeah. That's right. God, that's right. None of that was with Jesus. So let's not do that ever again. That's, yeah, that's right. Exactly. I don't know what you I don't know what you're into, but that's not Christianity. That's not yeah. Christianity. That's right. Oh yeah. man. Oh, that's so so good. It's I love that that is the beginning to your story. Like that is like how it wasn't just like, of course I play guitar, of course I jump into the back. Like, it was like, I don't want to do this and I don't want anything to do with this. And but God's like, yeah. mm, there's a bigger picture here. Like there's a bigger story oh, yeah. here. I was kicking I've I've basically been kicking and screaming the whole way. <laughs> Kicking and screaming can be the tagline to the behind-the-scenes story. Yeah, some carnage, carnage. Kicking and screaming. <laughs> and screaming. <laughs> these, these all the short stories. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that's the truth. That's how it went for me. So you, yeah. I mean, that's the beginning to your story. And now today, I mean, continuing on from there, you could literally have done anything. I mean, you mentioned wanting to be a doctor. Like, what from there? What got you into songwriting and eventually doing doing what you're doing now? Well, um, I, like I was writing songs pretty much as soon as I picked up the guitar. Okay. They were all like, they were all like breakup songs, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever a 13 year old boy wants to write songs about that's uh, all the deep feeling. And then when I started playing with the band uh, at church, I was like, huh, it, man, it'd be really nice to try to write a worship song. Um, and I tried to write a, worship, a bunch of worship songs, and they were all pretty terrible. Um, and uh, but I did ask God. I was like, "Would you mind if I if I did this?" Um, I didn't hear a hard no, so I just kept going. Um, actually, I mean, I don't I don't talk about this, but I did I did want to do it, and I remember I went through a season of prayer to do it. Like I was like, um. Because I did, I wrote a few, and I was like, I just don't believe this. Like, I don't believe the song. I don't believe 
what you're saying. Uh, I don't buy the songs you're writing, my own songs. And I, I mean, to some degree, I still have that same thing. But, uh, you know, I would just was like, please, Lord, I would love to be able to, to write a song. And back then, the music that we were playing was predominantly Hosanna Integrity songs, um, a lot of changes, much fancier chords than they have these days. Yeah, yeah. A lot of num a lot of numbers after the chords. Um, <laughs> so I, I, and so I had to try to figure that out. It was definitely not uh, the metal band that I was used to playing in. You know, it was like fusion basically. Yeah. Um, and I wondered, man, maybe maybe we could write songs that didn't involve as many numbers. That's that's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I want to play. I want to play. I want to play music, not do math. That's what I'm. Uh, that's right. I'd like, yeah, you know, I'd just like to play a song that I, that I can physically play without stopping and going. Sorry, it's a thirteen. Just give me a second. <laughs> that's um, right. Yeah. So that was that was the start of it, um, and eventually the Lord heard my cry. Yeah. Yeah. Who I would, think he. I think who, he had some major okay. work to do in me. He had some major work to do in me before he said, "Okay, you can write these songs." What uh, what songwriter would you blame for those for those number chords? I mean, everybody's well versed in it. I mean, even my good friend Paul Balash can play jazz with the best of them. He, he can his voicings are quite sophisticated. Yeah, it's if it's not in if it's not in I'm I put that capo on. I'm I'm that capo worship leader. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, the number there are the keys besides G. That's, there isn't. There weird. isn't. No. <laughs> that's right. There's. Yeah, I mean, when so Paul Belash made a big impact on me because he came and visited South Africa. He did, did like a <clears throat> worship leader training thing at a YWAM base. And I think there were like maybe 10 of us in the room. Um, and he'd flown all the way from Tyler, Texas to come and do it. I think he was like, oh my gosh, there's a long way to come for these 10 people. Um, and, you know, but I was just, I was just drinking in every word he was saying. And then he led worship at church on the Sunday, and it was like, you can lead worship on an acoustic guitar in church? Like, I didn't, I didn't know that was one of the options. I thought you, that was only for small groups, you know? Yeah. And the song, and the song that was, he kind of led was, uh, Lord, I Left Your Name on High, the Rick Found song. Yeah, yeah. Which I've heard subsequently is about precipitation. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's another story. Um, but uh, he, uh, yeah, earth, yeah, earth to the sky, sky to the cross. It's the, the water cycle. But somebody told me that Rick Fowns was studying science, or you know, study science, and and he was like, wait a minute, this reminds me of something. The water cycle reminds me of the incarnation and the downward descent of the kingdom, and then the ascension is the upward descent. Anyway. You get the idea. It's exactly right. Exactly right. Well, what, with on that space, where what is the what's the craziest or strangest place you found a song that you've written? Meaning, like a, from a story, a story that you've had, or like a is there a is there a song that you're like you probably would have never guessed this came out of something? Well, <laughs> I, I hate to admit it, but Lord Rain and Me was a breakup song, basically. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I proposed to somebody and they said no. Um, and the turmoil that I was in, so you know, following that, subsequent to that, that has a very different place. meaning. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, because I was, I remember just going away to pray. I was just, you know, just torn up 
and um, looking out at the sunset and thinking, man, nature's beautiful. Creation looks amazing. Everything seems to work well. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but inside, inside of me, it's just like messed up and broken and not working properly, you know, and all my hopes and dreams are in turmoil. And so Lord reign in me, reign in your power of all my dreams in my darkest hour. You're the Lord of all I am, reign in me again. And I didn't actually think that that song was going to connect with any church. That was just for me, that song. Okay. Um, for a start, I wasn't sure that people would be praying, reign in me again, like the acknowledgement that we need more of the kingdom coming. Um, I didn't have the theology for that yet. I just thought, well, you're saved. What did you do wrong now? Um, <laughs> and nobody was going to want to sing. Hey, man, I did, it, I did it again, God. I need help again. But um, but I, I played it to somebody, and they were like, you should do that in church. So, yeah, over all the earth, you reign on high, you know. Well, how's it go? Yeah, how's, how's it go? I mean, wait, wait a minute. What song it is that? It was a while ago. I can play every it. Mountain, can. Every mountain stream, every sunset sky. Yes. Um, yeah. It was like, that was literally the prayer. I was just looking out at the mountain streams and the sunset skies, and I was like, I, I need the Lordship of God to be established in my emotional and personal life. I need help. So that was it. That's yeah, amazing. I, I, yeah. I kind of wish I didn't have to tell that story, but I, hey, like you and I, I you, asked the question. You got it out of me. Yeah, you got it out of me. Yeah. Uh, I just that's my favorite part about songwriters is you go. A lot of people don't realize where songs come from or what the like what it what happened. You're like, oh, that that song came from where or so um, human, just like the Bible. Yeah, that's exactly right. Do you have? <laughs> I mean, if someone's talk to the person listening, that's like, I'm a songwriter. I I want to I want to share music. Like what what are some um just kind of like excitement or words of wisdom you could share with with somebody who's like I want to I want to I want to share the music that I'm writing but I don't even know what that means. Like what 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 what, what would you say to that kind of budding songwriter? I'm the worst person in the world to ask that question to. That's why I'm asking um, you. That's why I'm asking. Well, the, I mean okay, I'll just tell you my story. I've asked this question of other people like I I asked the the question of Isaac from the band The Fray, like, so what What took you from being a band that just played in the garage to being a working band? And his answer was pretty similar to this one, which was, I, we didn't orchestrate any of this. We couldn't, we didn't plan it. We didn't make it happen. We couldn't force it. We tried. It didn't work. Um, that was me. Like, I, so after I had spent a lot of time asking the Lord if I could write songs, I started writing songs. Um, and then I just, I would send them in to, there were basically two worship leading record labels in the nineties. It was Hosanna Integrity and Maranatha. Those are the two that I knew of. So I sent, I'd, I'd send in a, like a record, just me on the guitar with the chord chart. I'd send it in and not hear anything back. I knew like another worship leader, like Tom Ingalls from South Africa. I sent him a couple, didn't hear anything back. And then, um, so that was about age 19. And six years later, I mean, I did go to, I did, I did do this. I did, I never stopped asking the Lord if I could be a, on the team. <laughs> the water boy kept going, put me in, coach. Um, and then, and then I also invested in it. So I, I, I went to, like, I remember like flying to a conference in 
Fort Dallas Fort Worth from South Africa, which was just a crazy amount of investment for like a dude in his early twenties in South Africa. But I did it just so I could learn. Um, and then if anybody came through town, I would go. So when Paul came, I went to learn. When Marty Nystrom came and and told us that as the deer was also a breakup song, I went to learn. And you know, I I was like. Whatever you got, please give me. Pray for me, uh, teach me, school me, rebuke me. I I will take it. I just um, help me on my way. So I went to anything that I could learn. I would learn. Um, But I I, I kept writing these songs and sending them off, and nothing happened. And then six years later, on the same week, I got a call from like it was a year and a half after I'd written Lord Rainemy. I got a call from. Paul Balash saying Maranatha wanted to record Lord Rain and Me. And I got a call from Brian Dirksen saying Vineyard Music wanted to record Lord Rain and Me. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I was, I was, you know, deep into my studies. It was my sixth year of studying. I was studying, you know, politics and philosophy and economics at Oxford University. And that was when I got the call. So, yeah, in the meantime, I had to carry on with my life because... It wasn't a job, and it didn't look like it would ever be a job. So, yeah. Um, and I didn't know then necessarily that that it would be a job. I just was like, "Oh, the prayer has been answered. That's amazing." Yeah. Um, so that's, and it, well, I don't know why it happened on the same week, but that's how it happened. And then it was almost like once that door was open, I couldn't even stop the door. Um, you know, God opens doors; no man can can open or close. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. A man makes his plans, but the Lord orders his steps. That's the most encouraging thing I know. Um, like he, he is sovereign and he's looking after you and and he's aware. Even if it feels like he's unaware, he's aware of you. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And when in that when in that transition in that season did you move uh move and move to the US? Um I actually felt the Lord asked me to stay and work at a church in Oxford. Um Okay after my studies were finished, which bummed me out because I still actually, in my heart, wanted to try and, and have a rock band. I wanted to write songs for the church, but be a rock musician. Um, but, but a man makes his plans, and the Lord orders his plans. That's right. So, <laughs> so the Lord was like, no, I'll, I'll tell you what, you can be a worship musician if you want to be. Um, so uh, so I, I kind of had to let that dream die. It was tough. The funeral was tough. Um, and then I, I went on part-time staff because it was a smaller church in, in Oxford. Yeah. Um, I, I finished like a, a diploma in theology one year at Wickerfall, and then I was the worship pastor and I was helping produce the records that Vineyard Music was making and then just doing training events for worship leaders around the country. Um, yeah. And then at 29, I got sick with chronic fatigue syndrome um, where they, you know, and they didn't really know what to do with it. In the end, they were like, you just going to have to be, you have to rest. You're going to be tired. This is your new normal, you know? Yeah. Um, which was quite a blow. Um, Cause I love ministry and I like energy. <laughs> it's nice to have it. <laughs> but in my, in my late twenties, I was like, the elders at our church said, "Hey, man, we appreciate your faith. Like you, I kept going. I kept tr- trying to keep going for six months, and eventually they were like, 
this isn't working, man. You you are really tired. You need to go uh, rest somewhere. Go home. Go. So I moved back in with my parents at 29, which was, you know, definitely not in my my dream list of things totally. to do. Totally. Yeah. But probably not on their dream list either um, of things to happen. But that's what happened. Like I got my Oxford degree and I was now living in my, my parents' spare room. <laughs> and I, you know, with chronic fatigue. I like how you laugh, you laugh to that concept. <laughs> well, it's just like, it's just so far from the dream. You know, my dad, my dad had a lot of scratching of his head because I, he, he never went to college. Neither did my mom. And they were like, they're pretty intentional about giving me the opportunity to do that because um, they never had opportunities. And I'm very grateful for that. But, I, you know, when the opportunities at the end of college came up to do investment banking or management consultancy, uh, I, I said no. I felt the Lord say, I'd like you to be a part-time worship pastor <laughs> or a full-time worship pastor with a part-time salary. And, um, and, and so, you know, they, they were scratching their head at that point. They were like, well, you know, there's some quite nice jobs out there. Have you considered maybe moving to Goldman Sachs in New York? They seem interested in having you, you know. Um, so it was, yeah, it was tough for them to watch. But but then the fruit that came out of that hard season was really good too. So um, if it's not, I do think it's true. If it's not good, it's not the end. Because it'll be good in the end with God. Yeah. This is yeah. so good. This is a lot of time, I mean, I love this because you get to hear and hear and kind of your story and hearing like it's not just it wasn't just like you just did it and it happened. It was like the struggle and the pain and the work through it and the and the story that comes with all of that to get to a place where um, you know, you're doing what you're doing and now I mean, I assume loving it. I mean, you're loving what you're doing and kind of getting getting to call it getting to call it work and getting to call it your job. And um, just getting to try, uh, getting to do the things that you love doing, and leading people in worship, and so, so good. Yeah, the chaos and the carnage. The chaos and the carnage. Do you have uh, Do you have any new music or projects you're working on? Um, I'm just wrapping up. Well, I've got two projects on the boil. They're both uh, nation centered. So the first one is American hymnal. It's um, as it sounds a a song. Uh, list of my favorite American songs, not necessarily the ones that made it into the handbooks, but the ones that people sing, like Jesus on the Main Line, or um, you know, I Got a Home in Glory Land. Oh yeah, uh, these are like the old school. I I grew up listening to that music. My dad loves that music. I don't know how he found it out in Cape Town, South Africa, but so. Yeah, we've been playing it. I, I have a pretty low threshold for intensity, which is unfortunate because I'm a worship leader. And typically there's there's a fair amount of intensity. But at a certain point, I just want to go, how you guys doing? Everyone good? You cool? Should we take a quick break? Um, why don't we have a, why don't we play some country music? So that's, that's, that's where that album came from. So we've been playing this set for years. I wrote a couple of new songs on it with uh, Ed Cash and, an old friend called Ryan Dalmore um, out of Central Coast, uh, California, and uh, a few other guys. And, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked with the record. Uh, it's, I'm very happy. And we moved to Nashville during COVID um, because there was some chaos and carnage back home. <laughs> and, uh, 
And while we were there, we took the opportunity to make a homegrown farm-to-table national Tennessee country record. So there you um, go. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not uh, it's not pretend. In Except that, for the worship, the worship leader was born in the very deep south, uh, South Africa. At the very, very it's deep very south, deep, as deep as it gets, almost. That's yeah. right. It's right. Yeah. When, when, when can, when, when, when are those things coming to be able to be, to be? When heard? they're going to come out, you can, you can get them in concert if you come to our concert. Oh, um, okay. I yeah, see what you did there. Yeah. I see uh-huh. what you did there. So that's what. Yeah, that, if, if they're for the true, like the passionate. Um, friends of the band, but we will put them out digitally by the end of the year. Okay, uh, that's yeah, but yeah, uh, no, not the end of this year, probably the end of next year. The end, yeah. I was like, you realize that we're in the end of the year, we're getting yeah, to yeah. the end Sorry. of the, the, the chaos next, and the carnage in the next yeah, few the weeks. That's right, that's, that's right, it. that's right. And then, uh, I, yeah, you haven't you had a new single out. The is it Yebo? Is that that's it, dude? Yebo. I te- yeah. when I texted you the other day, I seriously was, I found myself dancing in the coffee shop. I had it. I had it. On, I had it on my ears, and I was like, "I am moving. I'm getting work, my work be, done." And it's that just made me very happy. Yeah. It, oh my gosh, it was so good. It just was. I listened to it more than once. I just had it kind of on a repeat. It was like, you just get your work done. Your my brain was was clicking, and I'm like, "This is a song I can listen to." When I'm, when oh, I'm, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that actually also a product of Carnage because. Um, after Tennessee, you know, we lost our home in the wildfires here in 2018. Uh, yesterday actually was the five-year anniversary of the wildfires that blew through um, Southern California. Oh, yes. I remember so, that. So we, it's five years later, and we are back on the land in a house. We lived on trailers on the land for a while, but we're actually in a house right now. I'm very grateful to be here. Um, but it's taken five years, you know, to, to, to get there, and we're still building um but while we were waiting for the house you know we spent time in tennessee and then we went back home to south africa and when i was home that's when bobby my guitarist was laughing at me because he said we did we played our last gig of the of the season and then he was like i was like all right bob see you later he said so what are you going to be doing and i was like i don't know i don't i don't think i have one more song in me man i'm i'm so tired and so you know i'm so burnt out from this build project um, there's nothing left emotionally. And then <laughs> three months later, I, I'm back with five songs that we've written in South Africa. There's so much life in South Africa. There are 11 official languages. So the dream for the project was to write worship songs in each of the 11 official languages. So we, we made a good start while we were there. We were there for three months and we wrote one in Afrikaans. That was the first one. Which is, if you say go, we'll go. And then the second one is Yebo, which is Zulu and English. Um, Yebo means yes in Zulu. Okay. Uh, and the church that we were a part of while we were staying there, um, there are people who, who speak Afrikaans. There's people who, who from uh, KwaZulu-Natal, Zululand, um, Justin Moisey. So, and then there are people who speak Isikosa. And so we, the next song that's coming out is it's called Moya, which is Kosa for spirit. Um and and then the next one after that, Sutu, God willing. So, yeah, very exciting project, very life giving, and that's awesome and good. Yeah, South Africa is a very spicy nation. Um, it's just lots of flavors, and uh, and there's also a lot of the presence of the Lord and a lot of joy, which is mm. um, you know, some people would look at the news and go, oh man, how can you guys be happy? But 
we're a happy nation. Yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and the worshippers here uh, appreciate the presence of God. You know, let the saints be joyful in glory. They, they've got that scripture. They understand the goodness of God, you know. So that's the, hopefully that's a, the joy you're hearing on these songs. Oh, I, I love it. Oh, my gosh, I love it. It's one of those moments where I had my earpods in and I was like, I hope I'm not singing out loud. Like, is there's, there's, uh, you know, those moments when you're like, that was my outside uh, voice. I thought that was my inside voice, but I think that actually came out in that's my. Good, man. <laughs> if you're singing, hey, I'm anywhere, Baba Yebo, it means, hey, um, amen. Yes, Father. That's just like a, a big amen. That's, um, so, that's so good. So all the English that's going on. Yeah. And I mean, it's a pretty crazy story. Justin Moisey, um, who sings on it, uh, lost his family when he was quite young and grew up in an orphanage. Um, and so he's he's singing about the care of his heavenly father. It's it's not uh, like it's not just a simple thing. It's a miraculous thing that he has this joy and has found the provision and, and kindness of, of God to, in the middle of a very difficult story. God has showed up for Justin and he's and he's a testimony of the goodness of God and faithfulness of a follower. Yeah. So good. I'm gonna go listen to it again. As soon as I'm gonna go listen to it again. Put it on yeah, put, put it on repeat. Yeah, I think as I realized then as my my kids like that that I was I'm gonna put it on in the car one of these days when they're when they're in the That's, car just to see what happens. See what happens, yeah. They're quite a groove. That's what it is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, so we we call our podcast the table, and uh, I believe good conversation happens over good food. So oh, yeah. yeah, so if I'm coming over to the Browns for dinner, what is something that might be on the table? Lamb stew is my one of my wife's specialities. South Africans eat lamb. I feel like if you suggest lamb in America, people are like what? It's like you're suggesting cats or something. Like why would you eat a little thing like that? But, um, Mary had a little lamb. That's what it was. She did. <laughs> she did. But yeah, I mean, yeah, lamb, lamb, the Passover lamb. Lamb's a big, lamb's a big meat in South Africa. Gee, apparently, it used to be a, a big meat in America, but the Dust Bowl blew a lot of the, the sheep farmers out of uh, Montana and those states. There you go. The lamb, lamb stew. What is yeah. what is the what is like the spice in lamb stew? What is? T- walk the me through a little bit. What's the what? Well. There's, there's lamb stew, and then there's also what we call meat lollipops, which is like, um, <laughs> you know. I'm in 100%. The, I don't even know what that lamb, means, but I'm in. Lamb. We cook. It's African. You spend a lot of time cooking on uh, on open flame. That's the, okay. that's the preferred way to cook. We call it brying. It's distinct from barbecuing. Ga- you're not allowed to do it with gas, and even charcoal is frowned upon, but accepted in some places. So, yeah, it's char-grilled, uh, char-grilled meat. And lamb comes with like a mint sauce, um, and and then a lot of spices. So I told you, South Africa was spicy, but it was it's, uh, Cape Town was on the trade route to spices in India. So we used to get all the spices that were being fetched to the rest of the world from India. Okay. Um, and we have like a Malaysian population, so we and and the largest Indian population outside of India. So there's a lot of spicy, spicy food and flavors. A lot of masala. Yeah. I gotta yeah. tell you that is the one hundredth time I've asked that question, and nobody nobody has said lamb anything. That was I did just. There you go. Well done, Brenton. Well, well done. <laughs> I gave you two lamb dishes. The, two lamb lamb. Stew, the secret ingredient in the lamb stew is uh, it's got to be cooked on a pointy, uh, which is a like an Afrikaans word for pot. But you cook it on the you cook it 
in the pot on on the on the coals, um, and you stack it. You stack vegetables. You start with cabbage, and then you then you stack the meat, and it all cooks together. And it's very soft, very tender food, but it's slow cooked. Yeah, slow cooked meat. Is it? Do you have? She's um, really green in this cranberry. She puts a, a little cranberry in there. Oh man, this is. Yeah. So you said you you guys don't cook on gas, charcoals or maybe, like that's your yeah. On the open yeah, flame. If yeah, if it's a real, if you want to be cybering, you have to cook with wood. That's that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. The way God, the way God intended it. That's the way God <laughs> intended it. Yeah. That's bry. That's what that's what it is. If you yeah, if you want to relax and enjoy yourself, you need to bry. So it's it's a slow process. Very communal. A lot of talking, standing around the fire, waiting till the the wood and the coals are exactly right. Um, yeah. It's, it's, we have South African friends visiting from Jaybay, and uh, the first meal we had was a bride. Yeah. Whatever the weather, South Africans will be out there under the eaves, dodging snow, cooking on wood. <laughs> True story. Yeah. We like, we like meat in South Africa. Chicken is considered a vegetable. Yeah. And we're, we're over here, like, put it in the instant pot and forget about it. That's what the, that's what the, uh, that, that's the quicker I mean, way to. If it means stew or no stew, I say put it in the instant pot immediately. Let's go. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Give me the give me the stew. Hey, you guys. So you got some music coming out in the in the future. Tell us how if we want to catch that. Where would we find it? And how do we connect with you? Um, probably the best way to connect with me is Uncle Branton Brown on Instagram. That's also a little South African reference. In South Africa, if you, if, I I know um, Pacific Islanders have the same terminology but if you want to if you want to say instead of saying mr mr jason i'd call you uncle jason um it's yeah. like it's like somewhere between formal respect and familial like uh acknowledgement like we're friends but i also respect you what about um, what about females is it tiny tiny is the the female version of that auntie okay yeah, okay. yeah. tiny much and and sometimes in afrikaans you'd say uh when with Nett, you talk about uncle in the third person because that's how much respect you have for them. You go, would uncle like to put this in here? Um, so, it's, yeah, it's, there's a culture of respect there. Anyway, not that I need the respect. I'm just doing it for laughs because Uncle Brenton Brown doesn't sound uh, very formal at all. But that's me, Uncle Brenton Brown. I'm on Instagram. Awesome. Mostly it's just colors and shapes up there. My uh, my old worship intern went. I've never met a a, a more a, a less logistically oriented worship leader than you. <laughs> Colors and shapes. That's what I see on your Instagram. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. I've I noticed my best it, going, it's like hey, landscape it's or like yeah. There's <laughs> that's it, man. Yeah, sunset skies, mountain streams. You know, that's what I'm into. Part of me is like he just he just realized he hasn't posted in a while. So what's in front of him? Oh, click the picture of the. <laughs> Yeah, picture of something. You gotta, gotta get something. No, there. no, all that stuff is. I'm like, man, look at this. It, uh, I'm genuinely moved by, by natural landscape. Yeah, yeah. I think and, God's done a fantastic job. I mean, and you live in beautiful country in Southern California. So I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. land. You got some. There's, there's there's some there's some cool stuff down there. Yeah, there there's things to see. Yeah, yeah there's things to see. <laughs> yeah, there's things to see out here. Yeah, beautiful. I love that's it. A, that's amazing. Hey, man, I appreciate you hanging out today. I appreciate you uh, telling your story. Because, I mean, I love this is what we do in here. And we, we talk about, we tell stories and connect and just hang out together. And it's been, again, episode 100, Brenton Brown. I want to know what your uh, 
you you've obviously shared before, but what's your favorite dish? Oh, there you go. All right. I uh yeah, I'm to be pinned down. Yeah, there you go. I like to smoke meat. I'm a I'm a I'm a oh. Yeah, it's a I got into it during COVID cuz you have you had to be home. And right. so it was like if I have to be home, I might as well enjoy what I'm eating. And I can't leave so I can be home all day to you know to watch to watch that and I that's kind of boiled into so much uh I mean we we make this uh, I I make this smoked smoked salsa where you're smoking wow. the, t- the tomatoes, the onions, and the and the and the and the jalapenos, and then blending it all together. My kids won't eat salsa at a Mexican food restaurant now. They they're like, Dad, this isn't your salsa. I'm like, that's Where's true. Where's the smoky flavor? Yeah. What yeah. Is, what what wood chips are you using to flavor the the smoke? What is it? Uh, yeah, I'm 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 not a guy who uh, makes the fire. I turn on the pellets on the on the Fantastic. that's right Fantastic. and it's and it's literally i don't even think through that part because i get the like all blend it's like all of the blend is in one bag and i pour it in and i'm so i'm not even i don't even think about that part right and i, I feel like you you're never going to talk to me again after this story after this story you're like it's right no, I'm, not, I'm a simple man yeah i just yeah i don't like, have a lot of if i cook a steak i just salt that's all i use on a steak so i'm i'm happy with the blend yeah I found this right company. This company in Texas called Meat Church, and um, they, uh, right. of course, they're in Texas, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and uh, their seasonings have been like I have a whole I have a whole shelf of their seasonings in my in my in my pantry because their uh, their stuff is really good. But um, but have yeah, you there's a, have you been to any of their services yet? No, <laughs> they have a they have a Facebook page <laughs> though. It's called the Meat Church Congregation. And uh, oh it has to be. I mean, it's 100. Yeah. percent But it my favorite part is it has group. it yeah. has nothing to do with church. But I, I honestly, they just were like, we're going to call it Meat Church, and it's the name of their it's the name of their business. But devoted, devoted to meat. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Uh, well, this thanks is... for having me. Thanks for having me, dude. Nope, no yeah. problem, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing what you do and continuing to just pour into your passion and and and, and continuing to write. I still can't believe I'm on the team. I just can't, I can't believe he's let me stay around this long. It's, yeah. I mean, you're serving, yeah, you're the water boy. You finally got put in. You're... Yeah, but mostly I'm the water boy. Yeah, every now and again I get to do a play, but I'm happy to be. I'm happy to just be around him. I'm happy for that. Brenton Brown, the chaos and the carnage. And so... <laughs> and the kicking and the screaming. Yeah. <laughs> kicking and the screaming. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys. We'll see you guys next week.